Hey there, everybody. This is Scott Grimes. This is Mark Jackson. This is Patrick Cox. You know, Justin the Ogre. Hi, this is Jessica Zor. This is BJ Tanner. You are tuned into the Planetary Union Network with your host, Lieutenant Commander Portis. Hey everyone, this is Joe Quickle, and welcome to Planetary Union Network, the Orville New Horizons official podcast. Still a mouthful adding that New Horizons portion, but hey, it's awesome anyway, right? So, a couple of weeks ago, we had the honor to participate in the Orville's virtual press day. Uh, we managed to get an interview with Seth MacFarlane and also one with Jay Lee and Scott Grimes together. These are available in their full versions. Uh, I mean, these are full versions too, but you can see the video on, on YouTube and also our Twitter if you'd like to go out there. But uh, first up is Seth. So uh, Seth, I've spent a couple of times about five feet from you. I think we've said about 10 words totally to each other on set, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's great to actually spend some time. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm usually running from one place to another or stressing out about some production crisis, but. <laughs> All right. So uh, get, getting into it, uh, just um, kind of curious, what, what was it like? Uh, you know, I know the previous two seasons, uh, several different directors uh, with just having you and John Kassar. You know, it was it was a pure joy. I mean, John is, um, you know, I. Uh, it's interesting. There's, there's, there's. I've worked with a lot of really great directors on that show. John is somebody who I just clicked with in every way. Um, it, it's tough when you're. Neither of us had ever really been in a situation where, you know, you're essentially co-directing because when you're directing, it's like your instinct is to just take control of everything. Um, neither of us had ever been in a situation on other shows where, where we could really coexist in that way efficiently. And here we did. I mean, we really were two arms of the same organism. And, you know, he, he came in and, and directed pieces of my episodes. I, I did some of his. It was a real collaborative experience. And, and I, I, I don't know that it's ever been, uh, you know, I mean, this is a guy who I'll be working with for the rest of my life in some capacity. Um, he, he's just he's just phenomenal and and it was it was a lot easier because in in many ways with when you're working with multiple directors as great as they are um you are kind of uh it, it can turn into a game of telephone where there's just there's a lot of levels to go through and and when really you just want to walk up to the actor and say you know what Here, here's what i need rather than you know, go through channels. So it's just for our show, it, it really was, it really was a better process. Plus we block shot a lot of the episodes, which obviously means that we weren't shooting, you know, we were shooting a different piece of a different episode every day um, because there were only 10. So, um, you know, if you were in the desert or if you were, um, you know, on, on, a, on an alien ship, it's, you, and, and that, it was something that, you were going to need to use in another episode. You want to get all your scenes for the season before they rip that set down. So, in that sense, it was it by necessity. It had to be John and I doing it for the season. But it, it was just it was just a lot of fun. All right. Um, 
So uh, with the you know, the shorter episode or shorter shorter season, but longer episodes, uh, did that did season three film feel more uh, like film cinematic you know cinematic to uh, to shoot than um, on broadcast? Yeah, very very much so, and that that was the idea that going into season that was one of the reasons that we left Fox was that it it, it was. Um, it just want you know black mirror had aired their most recent season i think it was the one where they did they did the three episodes um it was the guy you know the guy who was the standoff in the car um i think there was the one it was the, it was the two guys having the relationship over over vr and then uh the the miley cyrus episode which was really light and like really kind of uh, like rompish but at the same time was felt like a little movie. And I, I remember seeing that particular installment and saying, that's tonally kind of what we've been doing, but it really feels more like a movie because they can take the time. They just have the time. They don't have to condense it into 43 minutes exactly to fit a network model. Um, and that, that was a huge ad advantage for us to be able to, to kind of ditch that, that structure and just, you know, if, let, let the story dictate the length. It, a show could be 38 minutes or it could be, you know, 65 minutes. It just depends on what the story requires. And, and so that was a, that, that was a, a big uh, adjustment that really shifted our tone for the better. I think, I think these are, these are some of the best shows that we've done. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Having seen uh, a couple of them now, <laughs> they're, they're phenomenal though. Um, so did you, uh, did you anticipate actually how successful the Orville would end up being? No, no. I, I think at this point, I, I still won't really have a sense of it until this season finishes, finishes airing. Um, I think, you know, in an odd way, the pandemic was something that, that it benefited the Orville in a, in a, in a strange way in the same way that, that, that family guy, um, you know the the absence of Family Guy and its cancellation uh, benefited that show. It, it seems like something that would hurt us, but you know people people were home. They they had to they were looking for things to watch, and eventually, when they had exhausted all other possibilities, they found their way to the Orville. Um, and you know people who were not aware of the show or had had thought that you know written it off as a silly parody comedy on Fox, maybe hadn't given it a chance. So. I think that little break um, was something that, that that allowed people to discover it. And I think, uh, you know, you just never know. I mean, when Family Guy came back, no one was really prepared for how many people were suddenly watching it. They just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen here. It, it would it would certainly be wonderful if, if it did, but we're about to find out. So... Um... Has uh, has working with uh, with people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Andre Bermanis uh, changed anything major in the direction that the show went? Not specifically. I mean, Andre has been with us since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Neil is you know I've known Neil for years, so it's it, it, those those elements have have stayed pretty constant. I think the um, <laughs> I early on I would I would actually attempt to write techno babble. And then Andre would go in and fix it. Season three, I think I just got to the point where I would put the character's name and then in parentheses, it would just say Andre here. 
and Andre would go in and write, you know, he would, he would write out the, the, uh, the technical jargon and, and, uh, you know, make it something that at least theoretically is, is grounded in some sort of real science, even if it's really out there in fringe. Um, <clears throat> but no, he's been with us since day one. He's, he's Andre is, is, is just an indispensable part of this show. So, uh, who is most like their character? Uh, that's a, that's a very good question. Who is most like their, I would say, um, possibly, possibly Scott Grimes, possibly Scott Grimes. Uh, he is, he is, he's very much like Gordon. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going through the cast in my head to see. Yeah. I would say Scott's, Scott's probably the most like his character. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, other than COVID, what challenges did, uh, did season three present? Uh, it was really just about scope. I mean, we were, we were, you know, the shows that you've seen are, they're big, but they're really, um, almost modest compared to what's coming later in the season. I mean, it's, it, it, we were, we were really reaching for something ambitious, um, and hopefully we pulled it off. I mean, our visual effects team this year has been they have climbed a mountain overall um they've, they've just done a phenomenal job uh you know brandon fayette and brooke noska and our, our team uh, it, it's it's just it's just an amazing bunch and you know these vendors you know fuse fx among others um which did so much work for us last year they, you know, they did the identity battle in in season two uh, they've, they're all over this season and their work has just been, it's, 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 it was always great. It's reached the next level. They've done some things this season that are, that are <clears throat> some things that actually have nothing to do with spaceships and space battles that are very different technological achievements, um, that, that saying anything more would give, give, give away spoilers. <laughs> all right. So we had a, uh, we had a recurring question, uh, come up, um, on Twitter whenever we, uh, asked for a couple of questions to, uh, to see what anybody wanted to, wanted to have answered. And, uh, we got, does Ed have a middle name? So that's a, that's a very good question. I have not, uh, I have not assigned him a middle name. It's never come up. All right. I, probably give that some thought. <laughs> uh, so may the force be with you. Season three trailer. <laughs> was that a you know, series of ad lib takes or was that actually scripted out? No, that, that was in the script. That was in we've we've hinted before that in the Orville universe, Star Wars existed in the past. So we, we figured, look, we've gone down that road. It's fine to lean into it. And Star Wars, you know, it's it's so different from what the Orville is uh, in so many ways that we figured, all right, this is this is a, this is a safe thing to. This is a safe thing to reference. Um, so uh, what do you see as the future of creative storytelling in a streaming context? Uh, I mean, look, for, for, as a writer and a producer, I, I, there has never been a better time to be making television. I, I think this is the, the playground is is uh, is just enormous. I mean, you, you, you can there are so many platforms with with um, so much space to fill and people are actually spending money to make make great filmic art in a lot of cases and uh i at the moment i i it just seems to keep getting better and better 
Um, I know, you know, the landscape's getting crowded and, and you're getting to a point where you're, you're reaching maximum saturation point in some cases, but uh, from where I sit and my part of the industry is, you know, the demand is, is there for all different kinds of programming. And um, I mean, it's, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Um, what are you looking forward to fans taking away after watching the new season? I, I hope that they will come away feeling like they have had a full nourishing meal from start to finish. That's I, I, I hope that there's a, in a perfect world, there's a, an appetite for more. Um, but for me, it's, it's, <clears throat> and I've said this in other interviews, one of the things that's really missing to me in virtually everything, you know, in this genre right now is, is moments. Um, you know, the moment in star Wars where Luke is standing on the, on the dune looking out at the two suns, and there's that swell of music and they just take their time to, to create this moment that just, it's, it's, it's not just plot exposition. It's not, it's not, you're not just getting from A to B you're stopping to really create a moment where people watching can, can feel something. There's a lot of that this season. There's a lot of moments that, that, um, uh, you know, it's a lot of what they used to do in the eighties and in the early nineties. There, there used to be a real effort by directors and writers to, to, you know, when a ship launches, it's a big deal and you want great right. music. You want to take a moment to really savor it. And that's, that's something that I hope those moments are, are of value to fans because we really try to make them special this year. So that, that's certainly a big thing that I, I, I hope people will take away from our show that they may not be getting elsewhere. So um, assuming that this is going to get cut, how, 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 I just, how deep can we go into, into season three? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm NDA'd um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's you know I've been I'm I'm like a fanatic when it comes to secrecy, uh, <laughs> because there are things this season that that are that are they they are they're they're purely I mean I would be there are things I would be ruining for you if I, <laughs> I, I ruining your viewing experience if I told you the big ones. Um, there's there are a lot of surprises. There are a lot of things that are that are very unexpected this year and and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've worked really, really hard to keep things as as secret as possible because, again, like, look, whatever the genre, if you're in comedy and you can surprise somebody with a punchline and make them laugh, that's that's the win. In drama, you know, you can if you can surprise somebody with a plot twist or a new idea or something that they haven't thought of, it's a win. So it's it's um it, it that's always the goal is to and it's harder and harder in this day and age. But that's always the goal is to keep things as as under wraps as possible until that final hour when the show begins. Um, yeah, being a um, part of that trying to keep it under wraps thing, and I think I, we're like Ben Tom's uh, sort of uh, secret spoiler wing for uh, several years. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, uh, cool. Um, not not much else. Uh, really, really looking forward to the rest of season three. Um, looking forward to uh, to Ted kicking off as well. 
really appreciate it. And I know Tom has passed that on to you. We're, we're, you know, we, we pay a lot of attention to what the fans are reacting to. And, and in, in many cases it, it governs and in heavily influences where we take our stories. And, and uh, so it, it really is a, a dialogue in a lot of ways. Okay. Thanks again, Seth, for your time. Appreciate it. I want to say thanks again to Seth McFarland for that awesome interview. And now enjoy Scott Grimes and Jay Lee. Hey, guys. What's up? What's oh, happening? It's happening right now. Right now. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. All right. So uh, I just got done with Seth. Is there anything bad you want to say? Oh, thank no. God. No. What did he say? How was it? Yeah. How was his? How's he doing? I think he's doing all right. Yeah. He's like, ugh. He's very unhappy. No. <laughs> he doesn't love this. I don't think he loves this part of the business, I don't think. But no. the thing is, as well, say he loves talking about uh, Orville. So, well, he did just text me and said he loved talking with you. So, no, oh, just now. Yeah. yeah. He said it was the best day Perfect. of his life. I don't believe, <laughs> no, I don't believe Jay Lee, but I want that. I want it to be. I really do. <laughs> All right. So, um, Getting into it, uh, what uh, what plot point surprised uh, both of you the most so far in the uh, the first two seasons? The first of the of the first two seasons. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, can't go too far into three. Yeah, sure. Well, I think the K line turn. I think Isaac. You know, uh, they introduced that early on. You know, episode one. Uh, Isaac says why he's there. K line studying. So I think that storyline was pretty cool. Um, I loved, didn't see it coming though. I loved the shit, the time shift thing with the Kelly. When oh Kelly yeah, loved that whole thing. Well, because we got to do that. I love when any show does like an, a, a timeline skew, and it's we did that apocalyptic kind of episode, and uh, I, I enjoyed that. Also, Topa, Topa's whole storyline is unbelievable, and Topa's got some really, 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 really cool stuff this season that I'm very excited for people to see. Yeah, yeah there's uh, there's a whole episode dedicated to that. Thing, yeah, right? yeah. Um, any favorite scenes so far in th- in three or two or one <laughs> overall? I mean, oh. or three? Yeah, I don't... man. We it, when the way we shot this, and Scott, I'm sure you'll agree with this. We've shot this so out of order over so many years, it kind of all blends together. So, uh, I forgot what we shot this season, you know. I think the stuff from season two was season one, but it might be season three. So it's hard to say, uh, and I don't want to give you a fluffy answer of all of them, but I'm going to say all of them. I'm going to say uh, the, we showed the, uh, the press 303 because that's the first episode we shot of season three. We, we started with the third episode. I just I, That would be every scene in that because it was an adventure to film that. And Jay Lee wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I told him I didn't want to be around Scott. He's on the bridge, yeah. I like him. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so after being on the Orville, um, would either of you actually want to go to space? And do you think you'd survive? Oh, yeah. I'd beat the shit out of space. No question. <laughs> Easy. I, I would survive. I just know I don't have a I don't have a desire just to go to space. What I'd want to do is go to space to somewhere, like go to the moon or Mars or someplace where I can be in a like a hotel. <laughs> you wouldn't go to Saturn. You would go to the moon. Well, wherever I want to just be, have a destination. I don't want to go up to what a, in what this a dumb 
ants. You can go anywhere in space. You're like, oh, I'd go to a Holiday Inn on the moon. But here's what I never got. You're going to space. You can't go out in space. And if, if you, you know the right, bro, we know Seth MacFarlane. We can get into any club on Club Moon. Okay, you're right. I changed my answer. Yes, I'd Jeez. love to go to space, Joe. <laughs> so, um, outside of uh, outside of present company, who do you think is the uh, funniest person in the cast? Everybody on this show has a different weird sense of humor. So, like Mark Jackson's dry. Yeah, Peter would be. The funniest when you catch him when he if he's having a bad day, Peter is hilarious because yeah. he's angry and he's funny at the same time. I shouldn't laugh at it because that's no, the- no. I I laugh at it because it's Scott usually on the other end of Pete being mad, yeah. so I find it hysterical yeah. when Pete's mad and then Scott tries to make a joke yeah. and then Pete's not having it. I think it's funny because Peter, yeah, Peter has yeah. to wear that prosthetic. So it gets, gets to him sometimes. I get it. So we have a uh, we have a five minute uh, outtake of him trying to get the uh, the Planetary Union Network promo out. Oh, no. That's oh really? Oh man, yeah. So uh, I, I I was listening to it earlier today, and and I should really just post it. You absolutely uh, should. yes. You I, uh, yep. And I love Peter, but like I said, wearing the prosthetics can't really hear himself so at the end of a night of a long day sometimes peter <laughs> we've sat there for 20 minutes while he tries to get this line out now he knows the line it's just gone from his brain because of yeah. the, uh those are not fun to watch but also fucking so much fun to watch you know what i'm gonna give you a uh, um an answer no one else would probably give you. i'm gonna go with bill our Camera up. Bill's pretty pretty funny, yeah. Just extremely dry humor, never smiles, but is always funny and sees everything. I'm gonna go with Bill. Yeah. yeah. Seth, on, right. Seth on certain days too. I mean, can be when he's not wearing all the hats and he chooses to have fun, Seth could be the funniest. Yeah. But we're not allowed to say Jamie, I get it. <laughs> dog is making a uh, cameo. All right. Oh, nice dog. Dude, we've been doing these all day. The dog is a welcome. Right Hi, dog. <laughs> Are you wearing an ascot? Oh, no, it's a T-shirt. No. Yeah, it's oh, a T-shirt. Okay. I was like, that's pretty fancy of you. I should not. Okay, so next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Note to Seth. all good. Next time we're an ascot. <laughs> Glad you didn't. Seth would have Seth would have had the exact opposite reaction to the ascot. Yeah, he would have hung up. He would have <laughs> hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, so, Jay, do you still think that uh, hobo clowns are the most dangerous? Well, I mean, is there another option? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, bro. You don't want to be. Listen, friend of mine, it's a true story. Called me the other day. He said he was in Vancouver trying to get a bite to eat like 730 at night. He said his hobo clown hopped out of a car, robbed him at Flower Point, And it was the scariest thing he'd ever been through. And he called me and I was like, I told you, bro, shouldn't go to Vancouver. And he came back. He's from Detroit. Now he lives in Detroit. Little two bedroom house. One bath, one and a half bath. They did some extensions to the back, but yeah. Is this a real fucking story? <laughs> Why would I make that up, bro? Hobo clowns, they're, they're hungry. That's one of my favorite lines you ever, I tell you that all. I don't like clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do kind of miss, I do miss that. That's I don't J- like clowns. J- that, 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 you, you can't write that reading. You can't write that d- deliverance of that line, and that is... <laughs> 
And I also like a line of mine right before where you're like, big fluffy tan. Dad and I go, you just described my mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Uh, no, no, no. That's that's how these goes with us. That's how these go with us, Scott. It just kind of yeah. goes off the rails frequently. Yeah. You're talking about your friend's bedroom and a half, one and a half bath. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Detroit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> South any, side Detroit. Any anything you guys uh, would like the uh, fans to get out of season three? Oh boy. No, you know. Well, go ahead, Scott. No, no. I was going to say, like, we're in it with you. We're that's in what, it. Yeah. Jay Lee will agree. We we've been doing this so long. And we bounce back and forth between episodes. I'm going to be watching this show like a fan and be just because I don't know the stories anymore. Uh, so uh, what I want them to get out of it is what I'm going to get out of it, which is just this, this epic adventure we're going on that is per episode and also one whole episode, like one. The entire 10 episodes is one movie and each individual one has different stories. It's just brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say thank you in advance to the fans. Yeah. They've just been rocking with us for so long, and uh, it's pretty dope. So uh, I think we're coming down on time. So uh, I know, given both of your musical talents, have you thought about doing something together? Uh, uh yeah, well, I sent you a couple tracks. You didn't email me back, Scott. It's fine. You know, I'll I'll keep working at it. I would love. Here's what I would love. Jay Lee's an amazing pianist. And he's going to do another show soon if I have to show up for the show in order to get this happen. But I'd be honored if I would sing. I could come up with words to the Orville theme that you do. do we're it. doing it. We're doing it. hundred percent. It's like Bill, like Bill Murray singing Star Wars. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Seth and I will come up with some some fun lyrics. And yeah. yeah we'll and, and Seth will come to all the rehearsals. And, yeah, of course. Yeah, he'll be there. Uh, he's got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm being told to wrap. And um, get so, out of here, Joe. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Joe. I'll reach out. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out. To, uh, I, I think I've got. I think we've got both the dialogue on Twitter going. So uh, we got spots to fill for season three on the show. So. All right. We're in. Count us in. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, guys. And thanks again to Scott Grimes and Jay Lee. As usual, if you're not already, follow us on Twitter at Planetary underscore Union. On Facebook, we're at Planetary Union Network. Instagram, also Planetary Union Network. Hit up the website, planetaryunion.net. Also got a YouTube, search for us there. We're not original, so Planetary Union Network. And uh, we've got stuff out there like the gag reels and some other exclusive things that uh, that the production staff likes to throw our way. Thanks, Tom. And till next time, um, I, I don't even know what to say here anymore. Jaloja, I'm Smash. May the force be with you. Uh,